Welcome to the Player Development Pod, presented by Beyond the Field. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Ed Jones II. I'm the founder of Beyond the Field Player Development. This podcast is here to bring exposure to the player development field. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me here. Today, we continue the Head Coach's Guide to Player Development. Today is part four. Please make sure you go back and listen to part one, part two, part three in the creative playlist on this page. The Head Coach's Guide to Player Development is here. Coaches, this book is written for you to understand player development and how it will benefit your program. Click the link in the show notes and get your copy. All right, we have a player development pod testimonial. Before we start the show, I want to thank Rochelle Owens, who says this about the player development pod. It has helped me see those in the industry doing the work. Additionally, I've gained more perspective and direction for research. That's awesome. That's awesome. We love those who are researching player development. We love that we're able to help you in your research. Rochelle, thank you so much for listening to the pod. And thank you so much for leaving that note about the player development pod. All right. Player development conference update. Update. Major announcement. The player development conference will be May 19th and 20th virtual that Friday and Saturday. It will be a virtual conference. If you are interested in sponsoring the event, please click the interest form in the show notes. If you're a business or if you have services, this is the conference to sponsor. You will be in front of so many athlete development and player development people from around the world. So if you want to get access to those who have the ear, the heart and the minds of athletes around the world in the college space and the pro space, sponsor this event. All right, today we continue the series Head Coach's Guide to Player Development. I know my setup's a little different. I'm in one of my kids' room, but I like the natural light. I think it's great. And my ring light is not working. So (laughs) we got to make adjustments because I got to get this content to y'all. Now, as we jump back into this series, one thing we talked about is player development's impact can only go as far as the support of the head coach. So head coaches, this series is here for you to gain a better understanding of player development. Coaches, in your role, coaches, in your role, there are three scenarios that you will see in regards to player development. Scenario number one, you will have to create player development or a player development program. Scenario number two, you will have to hire someone for that program you created. And then scenario number three, player development will be established as you take over a program. Today, we're going to talk about scenario number two, hiring player development. I get this question a lot. A lot of people ask, how did you get hired? What did you do? to begin in player development. Now, my story is a little different than others, so I'm gonna share it here. I was a high school coach for six years. And when I got into this role, I was serving the athletes at my alma mater, Hightower High School. Shout out to the Hurricanes, 33, 33 Hurricane Lane, you know. But anyway, (laughs) I was servicing the athletes in Missouri City, most city, Texas, look out. And so what happened was I built, we we were loaded. I'm not going to lie to you. We had a sophomore class that was loaded. We had about eight guys that played Division One football. We had about 15 guys that played college football overall. So I knew for three years I was going to build relationships with college coaches. And, I mean, every university came through that you could think of, you know, uh, Power Five, Group Five, HBCUs, FCS, D3, D2. They all came because they were looking for players. And so as time went on, I built this relationship with the head coach, um, 
the head coach and the coaching staff at the University of Houston, which is also my alma mater. And we had three players that were committed to them. And I got to know them real well. And all those players decommitted. And I was shocked. You know, we had, you know, uh, they were fresh off winning the um, Peach Bowl. And Coach Herman was on campus. And I'm talking to him about, you know, these recruits. And he's like, no, nah, I want to interview you because I, I, I've i got to know you. And the players talk well about you. And I've seen the things you do. So I had an interview on the spot like that. Now, uh, it was awesome. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. Uh, I didn't really know what player development was, but that was my story. You know, I was excited to be in a role. This role has grown. I've talked to coaches. I even talked to head coaches like, hey, what, you know, skills or what should I look for in hiring someone in this role? I don't know why Coach Herman hired me. I'm super excited he did, but I don't know what skills I had that transferred for him in his program. But here are the three soft skills that I'm going to speak of that you need to look for when hiring this role. I believe that these three soft skills will provide the greatest impact for your program if the person in this role has those in their repertoire. Number one, you got to find a relationship builder. I've talked about this previously on other podcasts, but the person in this role has to build relationships. Number one, the relationships with the players. That is a daily, daily exercise. You have to be active in it. They're somewhere between 16 and 24 years old and every day is different. Every day is different. They're growing into adulthood. So you have to build relationships, healthy relationships built on trust, accountability, and just mentorship. You know, you got to build relationships with the coaching staff. You got to build relationships with the parents of the players. You got to build relationships with other people in the athletic department. You have to build relationships with other people on campus. So you have to find someone who is a relationship builder. That is imperative. Number two, you have to hire someone who is a learner. Thankfully, uh, my parents taught me to continue to learn because when I got in this role, there was so much stuff that I did not know compliance wise, NCAA standards, regulation, the program that I work for, their standards and regulations, the head coach, what he wants to do. You know, you're learning uh, the campus, like the campus, their systems and, and, and standards and procedures. You learn so much. You learn about like it, daily in my daily role, I was in communication with academics. So you learn about academics, you learn about, you know, graduation rates, you learn about GPAs, you know, uh, things needed to, you know, for, for admissions, uh, you know, I was in communication with sports med. So you're learning about so much things, so many things in sports med. I was in communication with the strength and conditioning staff. So you're learning so much about workouts and timings and why they do this and, you know, uh, loading and deloading all this stuff. You're working with compliance. So you learn all the rules you're working with recruiting. You got to learn those rules. Uh, you're working with the creative media team. They've got branding, different things like that. You're working with the, uh, a financial or fundraising development office that is raising money. You got community outreach on the campus. So you need someone who's willing to learn because it is a learn every year. It was a learning process. You learn something new that helps create impact for your program. And then number three, this person has to be flexible, has to be flexible. Um, I've said this before, no day is the same. No day is the same in player development. I mean, it is, I have woken up and, you know, been like, all right, I'm gonna go work out at five. And I've been met at the building uh, at five o'clock by a player with a problem. So, you know, it, it, you have to be flexible. You know, things come on your desk. You may have things you have to do, but then a priority may come from the head coach. A priority may come from the AD. A priority may come from compliance. 
may come from operations. Uh, recruiting may hit you up and be like, hey, we got somebody on campus. Can you talk to them for 20 minutes about player development, about the stuff you do, uh, different things like that. You know, the strength staff may need help. I've helped equipment like they've been down an equipment person at practice and they need somebody to put down cones, pick up cones, whatever. You have to be flexible. You have to be flexible in this role. And so coaches, I mean, there are many, many you know, skills you could find for this role. You've hired people before. You know what you want in your program. But I think specifically in this role, if you could find a relationship builder, if you could find someone who's a learner, and if you could find someone who's flexible, that will provide the greatest impact in your program. Now, if you want to add to those three, awesome, perfect. I think those are foundational for hiring someone in the player development role. Hiring for this role could be a lot. You got a lot of things going on, coaches. This is normally when I got hired in this role, it was normally right before or after signing day. So you have to, you know, worry about, you know, signing. Now you got the transfer portal. You're trying to get players in. You're trying to get them enrolled. You're trying to get them on campus. And so I wanted to provide this for you to help you make that easier. Once again, like I said earlier, you do have your, your strategies, you know, um, your skills you look for. I just want to create a foundation for you. And so that's a quick episode to help you in hiring for this role. Well, that's all for today. Wanted to let you know, head coaches, the head coach's guide to player development is out. This is a guide to walk you through what I've talked about during this series, but it takes you even deeper into understanding player development and how it can help your program. Get your copy today. The link is in the show notes. I look forward to the next podcast in which I talk about what to do when you take over a program and player development is established. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. God bless you. Go out and create generational impact. Don't wait. Create that generational impact today.